0: Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic University podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Canton III, and we are back for a special episode because we have a special guest with us. But first, let me introduce the super producer, Jake Christie. Jake, how are you?
1: I'm doing well. This episode's been a few weeks in the making. I'm excited to finally talk to this person about this exciting project. You can read the title of this episode so you know what the nouns that I'm leaving out are.
0: And yes, and just to delay this, just a few more seconds, patreon.com slash mcuniversitypod, where you can get all of our bonus content. Our subscriber mailbag for December is already out. We have F9, Fast and the Furious Saga. We are continuing that later this month and a couple of extra bonus things for the holiday season. And of course... $3 to get into the Discord, and $3 to get our entire back catalog. $8 to have an opportunity to be a subscriber mailbag participant. So, appreciate everybody for supporting. In the meantime, but yes, our guest. Our guest. It's been a while since since she's been on, and since that time that she's been on, my goodness gracious, what a journey she's been on. She's... How do I describe this? It's kind of like where, I guess in Marvel terms... I don't know if this is like Jean Grey Phoenix type of situation. I don't know if it's a Monica Rambeau finding all of her power situation. There's a whole lot of stuff going on with this person. That's Stephanie Williams, who you see right there. She is the writer of Strange and Unsung All-Stars of the DC Multiverse out in stores. Now go get that book, please. Please do so. Stephanie, welcome back. It is a pleasure.
2: I am happy to be here, um, and folks, I'm wearing these headphones even though my stuff is not working the way that it should. So uh, these are now for aesthetic purposes only. But I'm
1: mm-hmm.
2: I'm happy to be here, despite uh, now I'm irritated. I'm sorry, these these damn headphones <laughs> not working as we irritated. But I, anyway, I'm just so happy to be back and talking to you guys, and also to talk about this very obscene book that almost sent me to the dc nut house because i felt mm. like i was gonna mm. i was gonna be right next to the joker in arkham asylum mm-hmm. uh,
0: I, after working on that <laughs> i'm looking forward to getting into the process of that book but first i wanted to ask you it it has truly been a while since you've been here so i yeah. what's what's gone on in your world how would you describe the past couple of years of your life as it's kind of taken on you got Nubia and the Amazons. Wonderful series there. And you write every single little thing and big thing under Marvel and DC. You've taken kind of you've taken kind of every corner. Yeah you're, you're gathering infinity stones like Thanos. It's been pretty impressive to to watch this entire time i mean even the voice work that you did for i mean just for example something like merry little batman which i watched with my kids last week and really had a great time watching you're doing stuff with the boys you're doing stuff with invincible it's it's incredible and i i can say this personally for me and i'm sure jake can attest to this as well um it is really cool to see you succeed so if you could give us a little bit about what your journey has been like over the last couple of years i'd love to hear it
2: well first i just have to say thank you um i just always appreciate the love and support that you guys always give me so let me start off by saying that but it's been chaos ac like you name all that stuff and i also am wondering like how are you getting all of this done but i managed to get it done um it's like Marvel DC, they hit me up and they say, hey, can you write a thing for so-and-so? I'm like, yes, yes, I can. Um, Even outside of them, I've gotten to work on some um, Magic the Gathering, Planeswalker. I wrote a a one-shot story for them, which was really cool. Um, My Little Pony just... Some other things that haven't been announced yet, but are actually like really, really cool. Because if you follow me for a while, like, you know that they're like one of my top interests. So I don't know. Like, it's just been a whirlwind, but a whirlwind that I am thankful that I had the opportunity so far to experience. But it's been a lot because even like this month, December, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. The Friday of the month has not felt like that at all. Um, There has been no. Hey, can we circle back in the new year? It's been no. We're circling back right now. So, can you have this thing in by the end of the week? And you know, it's just been uh, buckling down into it. And actually, before I even came on the podcast, I had to hurry up and like save something because I've had the happen to me a couple times this year where I was working on something and didn't save it, didn't upload it automatically to my computer, and. Either the power went out, or I just completely forgot that I didn't save it, and had to rewrite it again, and that is just not fun at all.
1: Mm. Mm. Go ahead, Jake, if you got something. I was just going to ask, I I assume, you know, you talk a lot about manifesting. You'll use the photo of of Professor X with his hands on his temples. (laughs) What is your recommendation for people who want to manifest things? Is it putting your hands on your temples, or... I mean, obviously the answer is like hard work, et cetera, et cetera. But I assume you have a more interesting answer or at least a funny answer to that question.
2: Well, yes, Um uh, you, you absolutely should put your hands on your head just for aesthetic purposes. But also like for me, it's been manifesting through acts. So doing the work, which is not sexy, it's not fun or any of that, but doing the work does help. And I say that because it's been sometimes random articles that I wrote years ago um, that come back and either editor or somebody found it and they're like oh hey you still interested in this or I read this and I thought you would be perfect for such and such project Um, so for instance strange and unsung here uh, all stars like that is something that. Uh, really came to be uh, one because another writer was like I'm actually this isn't my thing but I know someone who's it is and they thought of me because they thought of all of the articles and deep dives that I have written on characters in the past and some of those kind of comedy leaning and it just it it all came together so I don't know if that would have, if this would have been a thing if I wasn't like doing that before. Maybe, maybe it would have been, but I would like to believe that, uh, you know, those character deep dives that I was writing all the way back in like 2018 uh, had a role in this.
1: Yes. And so as video viewers can see, AC's taking, running, he's got to take care of something quickly. But I, I'm curious with like a project like this, is this when you get the call about it is it obviously you mentioned that you wrote character deep dive so is it like oh my god i've been preparing for this all my life or are you kind of like i gotta start from square one like i think from a very practical sense there's just this book is so dense and there's so many characters in it that like where do you start i think is the the first question i assume ac you go on and that's like how do you is there a big list that you go to or how does that happen
2: Google is your friend. So some of those characters I knew off the bat, I'm like, okay, these are characters that I've stumbled upon like when I was reading or researching other characters. And I just like remember like, ooh, they were kind of weird or they only showed up a couple times, but where are they at? Um, but they had you know, enough impact that I remembered them. And then everybody else, it was Googling um, just who are some like weird characters that people are obsessed with. Um, There was also going back to like sci-fi wire. And when I worked with them, there was a editor there that uh, fast forward was working with him at another company. And I told him about this book and he was like, Oh my God. Okay. I got a list for you. And I was like, do you, he was like, yeah, do you want the list? Like yeah, I want the list. Help me, like help us out. Like, send that list my way. Um, I know I won't be able to use everybody, but it would be a nice, a nice start. So really, that book came together by using whatever resources I could to just get the list together, and. Even with that being, um, when the when my editor submitted the names of like everyone that, because he has, like he also had characters too, that he wanted me to include. So we compiled a list of like 170 something characters. A lot of them got to know. Because <laughs> DC was like, absolutely not. Or they deemed those characters not strange enough or not unsung enough. But I mean it's their call. But of course I'm like, i I disagree. And then they had characters that they wanted us to include. Uh, some of which I was kind of like, are you sure? Cause you push back on this one character for, you know, whatever reason, but the character that you want to include kind of, kind of similar and, you know, reasoning that. All right. So it was a lot of that. And I think it came down to like 110 or 115 or something like that, or 120 somewhere around there. But, once that list came back and we had it um, kind of set in stone, um, I got to work, and actually some characters popped up like Eddie and um, Tana Moon were a couple characters who snuck in. I think even Malcolm X, we're well not Muhammad X, is his name now. Malcolm X, <laughs> <laughs> um, Malcolm X. But anyway. He like popped up in it too, last minute, because as I was rereading the issues that Superman and uh, Dr. Claire Foster were in, Mohammed X pops up, I'm like, oh, oh, this is, I'm glad you only showed up one time, buddy, because this is, this is rough. So, and they let me include them. So even the more controversial characters, even like Jet, I was able to include her, uh, which I was really surprised cause they kind of fought me on that one at first and like, no, 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 too much negativity. I'm like, I'm not going to talk about it from a negative aspect because none of these characters I do I really try to highlight what they brought, what the care, what the creators tried to bring, um, for these characters, be it, you know, problematic or not, uh, they still, have some value because uh, a lot of them have been reused today um and as we, we got a whole movie them suicide squad and the other suicide squad so there you have it
0: yeah I, it, it's funny like just looking through some of these characters um one in particular especially after watching the harley quinn series on max uh kite man and when I found out that Bruno Mannheim eats kite, man, I that was the first thing when I read that. I said, I have to ask you about that. What happened there? I don't know. I <laughs> still
2: don't know. I am still kind of like <laughs> between that, him and uh the story of Dog Wilder or Dog Welder. Mm-hmm. Dog Wilder would have been way better. But Dog <laughs> Welder, um I was like, how did it? Like, how did y'all get this okay? Like, he welds dogs to people. How is that? How did that happen? Um, Egg Fu is another one, which was a doozy. Um, and that's one that they wanted me to keep. And I was just kind of like, again, are y'all sure? And they were sure. So uh, that's how Egg Fu, Kite Man, and also Dog Welder ended up in that book.
0: Man, I think it is And, you know, a couple of years ago You and I had the opportunity to do some of these shows together Marvel did what? Where we went through old Marvel comics And some of the more interesting And some of the more problematic ones Like the Luke Cage Punisher one Mm -hmm. And
1: I think about that a lot
2: (laughs) Every day, (laughs) every day
0: in, in In retrospect, as you go through this book Some of the, you know, the detached man dude And and, and things along those lines. Uh, just just these, the simplistic nature of not only some of these villains, but also some of the just randomness that, that happens with them. When you talk about what gets okayed, now that you're in this industry, what have you found interesting about that part of it? As you're writing stuff and you're going through editors and they got to okay this and they got to okay that. And then, as you were talking about earlier, you go, "Wait a minute, you okay this, but you can't okay that." How do you reconcile with that whole I- that whole idea of the business?
2: So I've learned that there's power in um, I don't even want to say manipulation, but getting people to like agree, <laughs> like it was their mm-hmm. idea all along, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, that often works. Um, kind of like a, a soft launch of chaos, too, depending on what the character is, but. For the most part, as far as like anyone that I've tried to introduce, I really haven't had too much trouble because I'm not trying to do anything like no I mean that chaotic in that way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of it though is thinking about it from I guess a bottom line. So like what's going to do well, so like what's gonna look what's gonna look cool, cause folks like the posts Um, panels and whatnot online um if there's gonna be toys like does that look cool if you're creating a new character um power sets how Mm -hmm. do those look is that gonna look Mm -hmm. you know visually dynamic and kind of having that in mind we're talking specifically about superhero comics um so it's really just kind of knowing who you're working with um, you know what their likes and dislikes are, which you can kind of get away with within reason, and really putting on your best PR marketing hat mm. for whatever it is that you are trying to push through. Um, and you know, some most of the, sometimes it works. Most of the times it works. Um, in fact, uh, there's something that I'm writing right now where I am actually surprised that they said yes to it mm. because the story in itself is not serious at all. Um, I think there's farting going on uh, in it in a way that actually. Oh, I'm intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> I'm intrigued. Yeah. So, um, and I have my son to thank for that because he's mm-hmm. been reading Dog Man, Cat Kid, and Captain Underpants, and I think there's a full issue of Captain Underpants where he saves the day through farting. So uh,
1: that's that tracks.
2: Yep. So <laughs> <It definitely does. laughs> son said, "Well, maybe let's maybe let's use that." Um. But I don't know. I I feel like if you if you tell a solid story and it's tight, uh like you know, together and it flows and there's enough action and stuff. And again, talking about superhero comics, then like you you can get away from, with some stuff.
0: I think what is what is cool and I remember in and I told you this already. So when I read uh, Nubia and the Amazons, I thought one of the coolest things was where you had the father-daughter kind of conversation yeah. and and talk through things. And I remember you talking about your own uh, a relationship with your parents. And how would you describe not only your using the relationship that you have with your parents, but also the relationship that you have with your son and kind of weaving those things into the stuff that you write? Because I will say it was so touching and I was like, this had such a deft touch to it. And that's why I had, as soon as I read it, I texted you. And I was like, wow, this is really, really cool. So it just brings a certain heart to to a story that I think for any reader or anybody who's kind of looking for, not just, because it, it's easy to get lost in how somebody looks or mm-hmm. how their powers go and all of those things, the physicality of it. But something as soft as that that moment Especially especially for black folk. Yeah. I think that's like, to see that, to have that relationship displayed that type of way, I thought was beautiful to me. Like, how do you take those things in and be able to convey them in such a wonderful way?
2: Uh, so you know, write what you know. Sometimes it's, it, yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. that is a good thing to do. Go ahead and do that, or sometimes write what you wish would happen. Um, mm. and and kind of and kind of that way too. Um, whenever I can, kind of lean on those real life experiences or just very human elements, I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna do it as much as I can because, like to your point, every like feats uh sure they are absolutely cool but for me it's always been what led up to that and like why should i be like jumping out of my chair because this character finally did that thing or can do this thing uh because at the very end of the day like powers can be taken away they get taken away all the time uh and when those powers are taken away like is this character still interesting and also I cannot relate to someone like Storm and like her manipulating the weather, but I can relate to a storm who is questioning, um, you know, complicated feelings of, you know, am I a goddess? Uh, am I? Do, can I be perfect? Does what does that look like when I fail? That that type of thing. And those have always been a thing. And I feel like for a lot of folks, like those are the moments with characters where you're just like, oh, this is my fave. And then of course my fave can do all these cool things. But those are also the stories that I go back and I read a lot. Like stories that there's a lot of, you know, fights that happen, but nothing more than just throwing fists or the use of powers. probably don't go back and read those not that they're not good but like i just don't i don't reread them like that but stories that you know make me either kick my feet up giggling or uh make me feel like more mccully inside or piss me off right um not even because it's written bad but because there's like really high emotions going on or something very frustrating going on those are the ones that i go back to read those are i think of uh mark wade's kingdom come like i Mm -hmm read that a, I've gone back and I've read that a lot because there's some heavy stuff going on in there but it's it's good though so I, I try to think of that I try to think of writers like him writers like uh, Dwayne McDuffie where the reason why Justice League at least for me Justice League um, the animated series Justice yes. League and also Unlimited I go back and I rewatch those episodes so much because you get nothing but like everyone's personalities and the whatever they're dealing with the soap opera of it all um that's why those shows are just so rewatchable
0: yeah if there was one episode if there was one episode i regret that we didn't get a chance to do together was amazing spider-man 700 the one where the one where um you know he's in dr octopus's body and he's on his last legs and he knows he's going to die and yet he explains to Otto. He's like, "Hey, this is this is part of the deal. This is the responsibility. This is like the whole nine yards of it." And you realize in during that whole comic where Spider-Man as as Doc Ock is fighting the Sinister Six or whatever it is, and he's you he's the the unbridled use of his powers, where mm-hmm. like he punched. I think it was Scorpion. He punched and broke his jaw. And this yeah. is something that Spider-Man wouldn't do. So then you get a real idea of who Spider-Man is as a hero and who he is as a person, who Peter Parker is. And Absolutely. when you talk about the depth of those stories, um, that's where in translating that to the stuff that I see from you and the stuff that I look for in comic books and the thing that drew me to them as, as a youth, um, that's, the, that's the thing that can carry so much weight for kids who read those things. So if if I could ask you, is that on your mind when you write these stories, knowing that uh, a, a young person is going to read this and this can influence them in a, in a specific way?
2: Every single time, even the silly stuff. Um, even <laughs> the story that I'm writing right now that is the absolute goofiest thing, um, it is centered around this superhero needing to... Uh, learn how to de stress, um, even all these crazy stuff is going on. Um, but I'm thinking about that because, uh, or I'm thinking about like some kid picking us up and in between the fart jokes or whatever, thinking and constantly kind of like, oh, like, so work life balance is really important. And this is kind of what can happen when you don't pay attention to that. Um, these are the pitfalls. Um, and why it's important to like prioritize yourself. So, yeah. And and even when I think that I'm not thinking about it, I'll go back and I'll like read the lettering <laughs> pass. And I was like, oh, wait, it was on my mind. Um, there was a My Little Pony story that I wrote uh, that came out this year uh, called Endless Summer. And it was supposed to be about the main character, uh, Sunny uh, Star Scout, like being sad that summer is getting ready to like leave. That's her favorite uh, season. And it ended up being about grief. And I'm like, how how did I I mix grief into like this fun summer story? But I did because at the very beginning, the reason why she loves summer so much is because it's a, a season that she really enjoyed with her dad that is no longer with her. So, you know, in a sense, having to let go of summer is like letting go of him all over again because grief is an ever revolving door. Um, so even in something that was supposed to be really fun which still came out to be really fun um, I was kind of tackling grief in that way so yeah and it I wrote it in a way that I hope that if there was like an eight or ten year old who was dealing with grief would be able to read it and hopefully take something away from it because mm. they're comics it's supposed <laughs> to be silly sometimes and all these other things but like we all know like we're here because there are some comic stories that we read that just kind of touched us in a way and really helped shape and mold us into the people that we are
0: yes yes and jake you got something
1: i was wondering going back to the book um because i don't have the wide breadth of comic knowledge that y'all do i'm wondering because i feel like even as someone who doesn't what never has written you know comics i'm wondering Uh, You said you never pitched a character that got, like, fully rejected like that, like or, like, for being too weird. But in, like, the back of your mind, do you have, like, a a superhero or supervillain character where you're like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever come back to, you know? no. Do you mind sharing that, or is it proprietary?
2: Uh, It is proprietary. Okay,
1: then never mind. But you do have one.
2: But I do. And actually, Jake, that character got the yes,
1: which I am surprised. Okay, so, Um, okay. Then that's a tease, and I will pre-order.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, you don't even have to pre order because this will be on a Marvel Unlimited story. So if you have um Marvel um, Unlimited uh, mm-hmm. subscription already, it'll show up in the Infinity Comics. Uh, so, yes. But you know, also, I don't, but I'll get
1: one. <laughs>
2: okay, yeah, please get
1: <laughs> one. I, I see. I see. AC has the Marvel Infinity. I have like 17 movie streaming sites. That's the symmetry of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, that's that's about right that's how uh unfortunately my streaming uh whole thing looks because paramount peacock freaking everything uh it's, now
0: Mario it's,
1: is on Netflix. i try not to think about it um <laughs> Ugh, yeah. yeah it's a whole entire mess for
0: sure yeah in 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 regards to the book as well like because it's such a expansive list of <sighs> of every single random person and things that you can think of but I think at the, also at the same time like when you lead off with peacemaker who is somebody who has really come to the forefront in pop culture um I mean I just saw John Cena do like a, a brief um, interview outside of the the Iron Claw and talking about doing season two I, are you surprised that peacemaker has kind of taken shape as a as a character in mainstream media as it has?
2: So before I did the research, yes. um, Because like, well, what the heck makes them special, right? But then like after you do the research and just how, you know, it was a character that was uh, acquired from Char- uh, Charlton Comics and how like, oh my God, those damn Infinity Crisis or Infinite Crisis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that very first one that happens and um him along with the several other characters that DC had acquired were ushered into the universe in a very unique way that I am still kind of wild at once you look at the like just the entire uh first infinity crisis or infinite crisis it feels like infinity crisis but infinite crisis
0: on infinite earths infinite crisis, crisis yeah. final, final crisis. crisis like there yeah. are so many crises but the itself.
2: very first one um in <laughs> the way that it was done um it was just so masterful because you could tell that everybody was in on this and just the very unique ways that they bring all these characters in um and Peacemaker is a character now that, or a character that I feel like is perfect for now because of what he embodies. He's very, he's similar to a Homelander, not in like the very evil milk drinking, uh, sociopath. Like he's, that's not him, but in a way where on the surface level, he seems like somebody that, you know, folks that showed up for January 6th would like want to root for but actually um no once you really get to know him uh he doesn't stand for any of that same similar to like cap right like mm-hmm. it just because he holds the shield and it's got the american flag and everything on it doesn't mean that he is always subscribing to american ideals um yeah. so i i think now no it's not surprising at all that he has like he's as popular as he is. It's like, it's a perfect time for a character like that to exist to kind of subvert a lot of these mm-hmm.
1: um,
2: ideals that you think a character who looks like him would have.
1: I also feel like he's perfect for a world that's been had so many comic book movies. Cause he kind of is like the comedic logical extension of the criticism. A lot of people have of like, what like the whole the thing with like in Avengers infinity or like, why don't you just kill vision and you know, to prevent the stone forever. Peacemaker's whole thing is, like, why don't we just kill every single person that might prevent yeah. – like, it is, like, the logical – it's a joke of, like, if you actually believed that preventing <laughs> casualties at any cost was – like, it, it is, like, the rebuttal of that idea. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to sound – I don't know philosophy enough to say that he is a logical extension of utilitarianism, but that kind of is what the joke feels like, yeah, and I okay. – and then I, the thing I like about the characters you dive in more is like a lot of people who have very firm stances like that, they have those firm stances because they're afraid to actually, they're afraid to make decisions in the moment because they're so insecure themselves. So he has to have that rigid moral framework or else he'll be lost because when mm-hmm. he doesn't have that, he doesn't know what the hell to do with himself.
2: No, he doesn't. Uh, he's running around in his underwear fighting uh folks in their apartment. Ugh. That first season was really <laughs> yeah. good. Oh, and, and, and
1: speaking of which, yeah. I by the way, we can't forget, you know, yeah. it's it's still it says your name on it big, obviously. And you know, you did way, 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 way more work. But it, it we can't forget the fact that this does have a forward from James Gunn. Now, no, assume you called him up, you got someone, like, yo, Jimbo, <laughs> do you mind uh writing a few <laughs> lines?
2: No, so like the way that that came about, uh, um, my editor very early on, I think like a week or two within us, like actually starting on this, was like, Oh, like I'm gonna try to get James Gunn for the fort. And I was like, Oh, perfect, because the book originally was called like Heckia Peacemaker, uh, sh- Strange and Unsung All Stars or Characters of the DC Multiverse. They changed the name, of course, but uh, it just made sense, like he would be somebody to be perfect for that, and then. The news came out that he was taking over like the whole DCEU and I was like oh wow okay so this actually works perfectly now for this book and by then he had already wrote, written for it and everything so I now that was kind of manifesting through the universe I guess in a that was a that was a like a Xavier hive like my touching my temples type of thing I think that <laughs> happened uh, and it and it was it was perfect. And then he tweeted the book, and I was not expecting that. In fact, no one was expecting that uh, until he tweeted it. Uh, so I'm talking about the publisher, my editor, everyone. They were like, "Oh, great! This is this is wonderful." So yeah. I'm excited to see what can come from this. I'm hoping that Mr. Gunn actually read the book all the way and is like, hmm, "That's Stephanie."
1: I can definitely I see, like, a lot of times when you read, like, blurbs, like, mm. there's, like, an open secret that, like, Stephen King will blurb anyone's book without reading it. But, like, I can imagine James Gunn enjoying this book. Like, I, like it, yeah, it really I feels like it's you know, something like, he would read. Well, I mean, yeah. especially with all of the stuff that he's doing at DC Studios,
0: he's doing the, I think it's the Creature Commandos, that's the animated series that's coming out, and he's putting the authority in Superman Legacy. So, like, all of these characters that we don't know things about um, some of the more quote unquote unsung characters that are coming through in in his DC universe in the way that he wants to shape it um I will manifest that for you thank I you am- I
2: appreciate that because um who was it the um well I am blanking on their name uh so the rock group that is in the book um not the creature commandos of course but it's the they kind of remind me of the scooby Doo game, but not really uh you're all <laughs> monsters uh, and I am wow, this is really terrible. I wrote this book, and I don't remember these people, but anyway, if
1: you can give me any of their names, I can Google it.
2: <laughs> I don't recall, and I'm well, not good, like the rest of y'all uh rest of like you and a c and actually have my own book in front of me actually I and and that. how
1: many books have I written though? that's the thing. <laughs>
2: Fair point, Jake. Fair point. Actually, do I have? No, that is just the cover. I thought I had a PDF of this. Oh, I do. Here we go. You got to okay. okay, okay, Let's see you. if I can find them.
1: Because... While you're doing that, I just want to do a quick sale on this book. Because yes. I, as people know, am not a voracious <clears throat> comic book reader. I brought this book into work on a Monday, which was a slow day generally. I get into work at 8.30 and I finish the book before noon. I just was running through it. And that's not to say it's like light, it's very dense. I also, frankly, am a pretty fast reader, but it's just like a lot of great stuff. And the thing about it, which I really loved, is a lot of times when you read like these different encyclopedias of like characters in any sort of medium, it feels like it's written by committee. This book feels like it was written. By friend of the show stephanie williams like it feels i I hear you talking when i read the book and that is like bravo like that is the thing because you know i don't have i didn't grow up with these characters i don't know what jack shit but i do know that i like hearing my friend stephanie talk about comic books and that's what this book is in hardcore cover form
2: well i appreciate that because i had to fight (laughs) to keep my voice in this book because you're right like a lot of times these books do sound like they were written by committees um and sometimes that's at no fault of the the author whoever wrote it it's really more so because you got like so many people looking at this uh whatever that book is and they have their own interpretations and they you know want to make it as neutral as possible and i'm like neutral's fine but neutral's also really boring so again like I was never going to talk about these characters in like a very negative way but i just wanted to highlight the things that i found very interesting about them uh instead of just kind of going through their comic history and saying hey so here's something that you probably could have just read on wikipedia but it's in book form so here you go because who like i don't want to read that and i hope no one else will want to read that no
0: no, I mean, I, I mean, to Jake's point, like hearing the way that you describe somebody like the condiment king, <laughs> it, <it's> finally, <laughs> which is kind of like finally cool to get a little bit of more of a backstory. beside, Because it's just something that you search, you search the character online and you're just like, why is this person a thing? Why yeah. is this person? Uh, I don't understand. Like, why did they what? decide to do this? And then you have what you wrote and then you get a bit a bit of at least a better understanding and the fact
1: that even though he's a little bit of a goofball he's a little bit more formidable than you would think question steph is the group you're thinking of scare tactics is that it
2: yes oh my god okay. and i actually just finally scrolled to them so okay yeah, i was looking
1: to i I remember a group of monsters <laughs> it was gonna and drive so... me crazy
2: but yeah, scare tactics um i was like really kind of obsessed with them because i was like why like, why are we not getting more of this?
1: Yeah, honestly, that was my thought when I was reading it. This is like, these are pretty rad,
2: right? Um, <laughs> uh, even like their manager being this guy who was like really into like conspiracy theories and stuff, I thought was really cool. And that's how because he ends up being the one that kind of breaks them out and becomes their band manager. I don't know, it's cool if I can help it. Uh, I have pitched a couple things to say, hey, can we bring this back? Uh, so fingers crossed, maybe that'll happen one day, but. Yeah, like they're just, it's them, the Justice League of Antarctica. I had mm-hmm. two stories that I was like, hey, if y'all want pitches for them, I've got it. Like, mm-hmm. let's bring Nort back to be like leader of the Justice League. But I know right now, DC is. You know what? The Justice League isn't really cool right now. It's all it's all Titans. Uh, like mm-hmm. they don't want anything to like really reference the Justice League. So I'm like, we can call them something else. We can call them mm-hmm. the Iceberg Group. I don't care. Like, just let Ooh, me write. The <laughs> <group>. Right? <laughs> let me write some uh Justice League of Antarctica because the
1: Antarcticons. I'm just. I love on. that. You I, can take. You can. I take will that. credit.
2: I'll credit you, Jake. Thank you thank you thank, thank you. thank you. thank you.
0: Yes. <laughs> All right. So I, I, one of the characters that I did want to ask about was matter eater
1: lad, because oh, that, me too. That was, I was thinking like the one character I want to talk about is matter eater lad.
0: <laughs> Cause the photos in this book, this book, for example, like you see right here. Oh my gosh. Like the dude is just eating, a, eating a cave or part of a cave. Mm-hmm. What is happening with this guy?
1: You know, AC, you know, I've heard, I've heard this a quote, he will eat the table. <laughs> he literally Hashtag table leader. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then, I, and also, I found it kind of funny too because if I'm not mistaken, and my mind is working the way that it should, like he has a like a very serious arc that ends up happening, or he ends up like. Yes, he's in it. Remember you saying play. he was
1: in more than I thought he was going to be in. He's like an important character for a little bit. It feels like. Yes. Yeah, he
0: gets, a, he gets a serious stomach infection, and and I mean, <laughs> yeah. what I mean, I mean, well, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised that either. it took that long. I mean,
2: There are a couple. There are a few. Him. Is there like a few other characters in the book where I'm reading? I'm like, wait, you were part of some pretty serious things. Like, why are you not still around? But you know why? Damn crisis! It was the crisis that got him.
1: He's from the planet Bismol, which is not on the nose at all.
0: That correct, and, they, right and that's there. right. They wanted him to be like a senator or something. Or no, he something. was a senator on the planet. He was a bomb. senator. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, this
2: guy. The DC uh, comics, like mm-hmm. their planet, their like interstellar, planetary, cosmic stuff, is just insane. Because like wow. a lot of these characters that showed up for Legion of Superheroes, they come from these like planets that someone took a lot of time developing, uh like, to tell you, like, what the atmosphere is like, what mm-hmm. the culture is like, what they wear, what they eat, mm-hmm. how they evolved to come mm-hmm. to be, and I just found that so fascinating, It's like, man, like, is anyone doing it like this these days? Like, putting all of this thought into <laughs> this planet where this character, this one character is from, we're never gonna go there again, probably. Yeah, yep. And putting all this work into, like, the origin of their origin story. It was it was quite fascinating, and then Mr. Dak Kirby I, almost yeah. broke my brain with a Black Racer. It took me like a full week to try to like write that passage because it was so big brain and it was just galaxy mind in a way. I'm like I maybe I don't know how to talk about this because it's like mm-hmm. it's really heavy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh my gosh! He's I mean, about death,
2: like yeah, there's a okay. couple. There's a couple
0: of, a couple <laughs> of the um Ragdoll Junior, Ragdoll. I mean, goodness gracious! Yeah, even I was like, I, I can't put. He got to apply. He got to <laughs> apply the. Uh, he got to apply the lube or whatever it is to keep make sure his joints is working properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, goodness, to make sure his skin doesn't rip. I'm like,
1: oh my god, this is terrible. If anyone can relate, I mean, yeah, <laughs> you were setting me up. I feel I thought you were yeah, going to say it. it.
0: Wow, I threw it off the glass. And... <laughs> you did. It was nice <laughs> Yeah, actually Yeah. Hashtag wash agenda. But yes. Um. Oh my goodness. But that's but that's the thing. Like, I feel like when I read this book, I get such a reminder of something. Like when I see when I see Doom Patrol, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, so this is why stuff like this can. Get made, and this is why stuff like that can go through. Because when you just, for example, in watching Doom Patrol, you know, learning about these characters and kind of their tragic backstories and everything that they've had to deal with, Um you would have not expected with a farting goat that opens up a dimension. <laughs> no, like, like I mean, that's when I first watched that first episode. I was like, I don't know, I don't know anything about these 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 fools, and I see that and I'm like. Yo, what's happening here? But then you really find out like, yo, they have so much depth to all of their stories. So, like, this book is just like an example of that. Where, I mean, the detached dude who detaches his arms. Uh, and the whole the dude, family of them. which yeah. I had no a whole <laughs> <laughs> an group. The dude who flattens himself to so the, the, the dude who, who just is flat. He, can't, he wants to be a Justice League hero or something like mm-hmm. that. But they said, like, we we have no use for you because all you do is. Oh, they are mean. So, (laughs) (laughs)
2: the the Legion of Superheroes are so mean. I mean, before American Idol or Simon (laughs) Cow or any of them, like, they were just jerks. I'm like, oh my God, like, this person just traveled light years away.
1: Yeah, the amount of times that they, that in, an entry would say like, and he tried out for the Legion of Superheroes and was randomly rejected, and one of two things that would happen, either he joined like a war group or it's like, and that made him a villain because he was so mad at the Legion of Superheroes. <laughs> oh man, it's it's it's
0: it's just, it's just it's just really wonderful stuff. Um, was there was there like was there any specific character that when you looked up their backstory that you said wow, this is kind of wild, even for the normal?
2: That was quite a... I think Dog Welder was the one, Mm because like,
1: what? (laughs) Like, why?
2: (laughs) Like, why are you doing this? this, Welding dog... (laughs) Because how do you find out that that is something that you can do? Like, what is the thought process there? Mm -hmm. Uh, It was him... um, Actually, even Shark King, because I mm-hmm. completely forgot that he was, like, eating pieces of his mom. Mm.
0: Like, she, Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's real. <laughs> Which, I was like, oh, okay, uh, sure, that's fine. Um, uh, Tana Moon and, like, the whole thing with her and Superboy... Mm. And, like, his age technically being, like, what, 14, 15? And she's, like, a grown woman. And mm-hmm. was like, huh.
1: Exactly. Right. Todd Haynes stole Main December from that.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I that reference was just that I mind. was like,
2: damn, all right, well, that's that's the 90s for you
1: <laughs> and, and uh, one thing that's also in a lot of it is you have a lot of, obviously a lot of like the crazy sci-fi weird ones and i really enjoyed too you have a lot of like the early ones where like the powers frankly they just didn't know what made good superhero powers and some of them were just kind of stupid and I, I think i liked about that though and you talk about how you don't want to make fun of these things and i think it really came through that like when the, with the early ones there was obviously like the reverence for, like these people just trying to figure it out and trying to make it work and then when there were things that were problematic like you kind of, res- it felt like you both wanted to respect the people who made it. Cause like mostly people weren't being malicious. And also you respected the readers enough or you didn't need to hit us over the head. Like, isn't it bad that this person has stereotypes? Like I felt that was really nice. Cause like, we know why some of these characters are offensive. We're not stupid. And so I, re- I liked that. It felt, it didn't feel like, um, you know, it-, it neither felt like it was super sanded down to fit corporate standards. Nor did it feel like it was like, the make fun of DC characters show, you know? Yeah.
2: I mean, cause Angle, man, that's ridiculous. Go face. What? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the tattoo man, there's like five. Oh my God. I, hit my I
0: saw him and I was just like, "Yo, what? And he
2: was like pissed at who uh, was a Green Lantern uh, yeah. because he it was like, It, his see, fault it got seems his like a lot
0: of these folks are, are are not happy with Green Lantern in this book. Oh, like, oh, Green Lantern has so
2: much beef with everyone. It's like, mm-hmm. no wonder Hal is like all over the place. Uh, yeah. Even Flash, because uh, Colonel uh, Competron or, oh, yeah. or whatever was my favorite because you don't know if it was the dad, the mom, or the daughter. Mm-hmm. who 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 did it it was a it. um but the fact that <laughs> that was kind of rooted in the father not standing up to his boss or so his wife thought and like her being pissed about that and then like the daughter being upset because like no one's paying attention to her so like at all this family drama and like oh super villain who
1: mm-hmm.
2: can't stand well, the flash
0: yeah yeah there's a lot of those um there's a lot of those simple ones like uh abracadabra dude uh-huh. from the future trying the magic tricks and it's like let me go back to the past and see if i can get this done because you know, i ain't getting over <laughs> with these <fun>. that, honestly, <laughs>
1: that, that is a good idea like that i <laughs> i heard that and i'm like that was the one that i'm like i'm mad i didn't think about that
2: <laughs> yeah that like respect respect to you yeah
1: <laughs> oh man i yeah this was just really I, it was a joy to read um and yeah i mean I really recommend it to, to uh, anyone who's a fan of the show. I feel like tonally it is, yeah. it is the perfect mix of it's not me. It's not, it's not, it's a reverence, but also like takes the stuff seriously, which I think is why you gel with us. Why we ha- get along is I think we both have that. We, we all have that aspect of it. And yeah, I mean, I would just would love to see more of the stuff. Um, obviously I know you're doing so many big and great things, but uh, if anyone from DC publishing is listening, if you ever have any opportunities like this again, please let Steph do it again. Cause these, this was really, really fun to read, and I learned a lot about a lot of people. Specifically, once again, I just the, the photo on the cover of Mad Reader Man eating the fence is definitely oh, my, my favorite. I hate going to
2: town on the fence, too. No. Like, what <laughs> in the world? <laughs> I would love to do a marble version of this.
1: That was going to be my question: Is who would be someone? that uh would be in there now i will say i've quite i know i'm already hearing friend of the show hunter or dc saying that man has to be in there but other than him mm-hmm. who else would be in the marvel version
2: so many x-men i mean so many mutants i should say so many of them uh that i am blanking on their names so what's the one
1: um i've heard of where was- has like the guy has like the blue stump uh mouth in his stomach isn't there an X-Men who's like that? Yeah.
2: Yep. He would be there. Uh yeah. basically anybody who isn't on the on the main team would be <laughs> would be in that book.
0: um,
2: definitely some of the cosmic Marvel characters. A bunch of Spider-Man villains, like that one guy who built a giant will. He just uh, built a giant wheel and was like. Willing around the city destroying stuff um,
1: all right let a- me see this J-
2: his
1: name his name is uh jackson wheel yeah. and it's, it's yeah <laughs> uh and uh yeah he um I, this is just so stupid i yep hey i'm looking at the photo of the wheel it's uh dumb
2: <laughs> <laughs> makes no sense he would definitely be in that because yeah. why not
1: oh my god his name his name is jackson wheel w-e-e-l-e and his alias is big wheel no one's gonna put that together
2: (laughs) i mean how can you not love that
1: i love it so much yeah that's
2: just like because the way that i see it like i feel like as a creative you were uh, whoever like the the whoever co-created that character was kind of like (sighs) we're in new york traffic Traffic, mm-hmm. traffic, tire, mm-hmm. business tycoon, big mm-hmm. wheel. My daughter wanted a big wheel for, there we have it, Jackson wheel. Because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes that's how I come up with characters. It's just mm-hmm. like a very, like this most recent one. Um, I was like, what? If a supervillain was going to steal something out of a supermarket, what would it be? And then mm-hmm. that character came to me. I cannot wait for you guys to meet that person because it is absolutely bonkers because like why do you exist you exist because i like made it so
0: Hmm. yeah i i was gonna say like uh, at the top at the top of the show i mentioned everything that you're you're writing but also some of the stuff that you're doing outside of that so what like as far as the boys you've been doing the boys gen v stuff uh, the Invincible stuff. What has that been like for you? Because I really get a kick out of uh, your deep dives into some of these characters.
2: That has been actually very fun. Um, the Boys has been you know <laughs> psychic damage all the time because I have to go back and read the comics so I might be yeah. uh, one what? of a handful of people who have actually like read, read those comics and ooh, That's tough. yeah uh, that's For funny. Invincible that's been actually really fun Because a lot of it is shot for shot For something So I'm doing a lot of the Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio Like ooh I, I know what that is <laughs> um, And it's been fun Because like I've been able to do like the character deep dive So basically kind of doing what I do before But for Amazon I can actually do like a voiceover Instead of having to you know I still have to write, but I can talk about it instead of having to post it, which has been really cool. Um, and it's been nice to be able to watch these shows before they come out. Like, Gen V, that was great. I couldn't talk to anybody about it for yeah. months, but like it was really cool to, to watch that ahead of time. Um, now that they have DC property stuff, which... I completely forgot about it. I knew that it was said in like a meeting, but <laughs> I forgot. And then like when Mary Little Batman was like on the roster, I was like, oh wait, wait, what? So getting to watch that and again, like that was an easy thing to put together because these are all characters that I'm insanely unnecessarily familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um but it was also like kind of cool to see those characters and like this setting and like to kind of talk about them in a different way than what I normally would so it's been fun it's been fun to kind of still do the comic book thing but in a different format uh I feel like at least for a writer or for me as a writer like it just helps to kind of do things and that way it's not just always scripting comics which is great but I think it's important for me to like do other stuff too
0: yeah, stay well rounded and yeah. and that whole and, and that whole deal. Yeah, I think you know it's funny when uh, you and I ran into each other at Comic Con. You have said that you had not watched anything MCU over the past, I think, year and change and something along it has those changed lines. A little bit. Oh, has so what have you watched? Uh,
2: so and we have my son to thank for this. Uh, the Marvels. Ah, so I needed I you to see Monica open... Rambeau on the big
1: screen. I needed it for you.
2: Yeah, I and I'm happy that it was he was the reason why we ended up going to see it uh because that was really great it was really nice. great to see her powers um because when she powered up from that guy's um shock stick or whatever it was and like punched him and then flew through him and like punched him again i was like okay this is pretty dope even the um the cats, right? The flurkins, mm-hmm. right? Uh, oh, shout out how, to flurkin, always. Yeah, <laughs> how they went about using that as a uh, a way to, like, transport people, I thought was kind of really cool in a very, like, I would have wrote that in a comic and I thought that was really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and also Loki. So, I have not watched all of season two yet, but I did watch that one episode that was all messed up, where we have uh, Miss Minutes and uh... Yeah
1: horny miss minutes. yeah and, and victor timely
2: yeah but it's miss minutes and like they murder people and i was like
0: wait oh okay yeah. okay so also oh, this is episode four i believe I it's yeah.
2: episode four uh because everyone's talking about it i was like whatever i haven't watched the i haven't watched the season yet but like let me just watch this and i was like oh Oh shit
1: oh there's Whoa. some context that i think episode three would provide about why miss minutes is so crazy that i think will be helpful. yeah
2: <laughs> i'm gonna go back uh, to i would um,
1: i would recommend it i'm you know yeah, i know your time would... is valuable but if you want to understand miss minutes in that episode more there's some stuff that happens <laughs> in episode three
2: yeah, <laughs> it's so,
1: Quite quite, quite like, shocking so, I... wow. <laughs> season said, two like, episode it's... three
2: <laughs> I Jake, I promise to like actually oh, the rest of the. yeah, life.
1: no, no pressure. I mean, you're much busier than I am, but if you enjoyed that or we'll had some questions, I,
2: I I had I really enjoyed it, uh, and I had uh, so many questions. So I will be watching, yeah. and I know What
0: If is supposed to be dropping. So I yes, don't... it is. Yeah, and once we'll a once a know. day for eight consecutive days, starting December twenty second. And
1: did we tell the listeners that we're going to be recovering it all at the end? Because uh, AC and I are not going to be taking time out of our Christmas festivities to yeah, record it's those tough, episodes. Yeah,
0: man. Yeah, holidays, vacation time. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, there's, there's, there's not going to the...
1: be uh, basically. I don't have video capabilities because I'm just to my laptop i i'm gonna bring my laptop which is like the in case someone important dies in case you know but uh so i can't do a video for what if so we'll do it when i get back to new york on yeah, so we will,
0: right so we will bring we will bring you what if coverage uh, to start the new year and then of course we're gonna roll right into echo and as uh i'm looking as, forward uh, to echo yeah echo yeah. Uh, echo looks interesting mm. to me and it seems like 2024 is going to be heavy in marvel animation we got x-men X-Men 97, we got the Spider-Man, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man series coming out, and uh, the new Wakanda series, the new animated Wakanda series is coming out this uh, in 2024 as well, which that should be interesting. Oh. They're kind of looking forward to it. They haven't given us a lot of details on it, but it is coming out in 2024. So that is uh, that is something to look forward to, uh, as well as What If in next week. So that, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Marvel is... Definitely had to transition off of what was a tough year for them, hmm. and hmm. Uh, we're headed into an animation. And listen, I will say this, and I've kind of always said this as far as the writing is concerned at Marvel. I'm just saying, if they want to try and get their writing on on target and get it a little better, we have somebody who's on currently on the line with us who can probably mm-hmm. do that pretty well, especially if they are bringing characters like the X Men to the forefront in the in the not so distant future.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, definitely. That, uh, yeah. Also I will say, what if we make fun of it, but we're going to enjoy it. You know, we, I wish they were doing it that weekly means- again. Cause the thing about doing it weekly was that it was a fun show to talk about weekly. We got some of the best moments of the show out of that. They kind of really screwed us. Um, but yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, this is a I mean, thing, Steph, before we go, like the way that they are now kind of adjusting and re re certain things, like, Echoes coming out as a binge model, five episodes immediately. Everything is available. Something that we're not used to, um, and obviously the what if model, one episode a day for eight consecutive days. Like a lot of changes are going on with the product. Uh, basically, our entire twenty twenty three has been examining what has gone wrong uh, so over much. the so mm-hmm. much, so many things, <laughs> oh things my. in the news, outside of the news, uh, just like all over the place. Um, it has been quite a journey for this studio as they try and recover and see if uh, Deadpool 3 can can kind of get things back uh, on track for them, which, you know, we'll see. Uh, every, everybody in their real. mama is rumored to yeah. be in there. I,
1: I, I think I don't uh, – will it get it back on track for them? I don't know. Will it make a lot of money? Yes, because I think Step there's like, li- a huge contingent of young teen boys that will see it that don't give a shit about Marvels, to be honest. Like, you know, that's the problem. But no, yeah.
2: but you're but you're right, Jake. And like that's been the problem too. Um, because they had so much success early on, we didn't really have any competition like that, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Uh
1: mm-hmm. like
2: they've been able to kind of like rest on their laurels and mm-hmm. just coast and now coasting is just not going to work because they do have competition and i mean i don't even mean like directly from the dceu like just in general when it comes to like movie going because people aren't really going to the movies like that like they used to
0: yeah
2: um you got stuff on streaming but there's a lot of other great stuff on streaming so we don't have to Mm -hmm. watch disney plus i mean apple tv in itself has They've been doing some things because that gun, monarch, listen, uh, silo, mm-hmm. severance, all like all of that. Uh, they're they they've got competition, so I hope yep. they get back to. I the I story. think
1: that because I made stuff, I made a, a couple of months before the marvels came out, I made the prediction that I thought that the balasar versus the stakes was going to outgross it, uh, possibly by a hundred million dollars, and I was. It's not going to be quite a hundred million dollars, but I was correct in that, and I think that that's instructive in that what that, what the ballast of the even though it's slightly underperformed, but like I think that the original expectations were a little high just because no one's going to the movies anymore, is that yeah. like it justified why a random person would want to see it. Whereas like I couldn't explain to like my casual Marvel fan family why they should see the marvels even though i liked it but it's like who are these characters yada 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 and i think that they need to get back to that like i think that like they got lucky with being able to get people to see captain marvel because the people wanted to see what happened with infinity war and endgame but like i they need to start being like these are why you like these characters these are why these characters are important and these characters aren't important because of another movie these characters are important because of this movie and you need to see it now in theaters and not disney plus i
2: could not i could not i can't agree more yeah. I cannot agree more. So hopefully, like they figure it out. Um, I was actually very surprised that they shelved uh Ironheart because I felt like, I mean, unfortunately, because of an old model, like people were interested in her because they saw what kind of they were like. Well, you're not gonna get this show. So well, you're not. Well, okay. So uh, when yeah. I
0: from what I from what I understand, we're gonna get Ironheart Heart in 2025. There, yeah. something that's been shot. Post production, everything. They just decided that next year is gonna be about Deadpool three, animation, and oh yeah, I forget um the Agatha show. Uh that is supposed to is it Agatha to...
2: th- Diaries or something
1: now? Is yeah, it yeah changing time? it. They've, it's They've changed every it, time like
0: forty five times. Oh, my
2: God. Um, it's not a yeah,
0: real so... CW ish and yeah. <laughs> I don't know
1: about that. I will maintain till the day I died that a House of Harkness was the best title and they I that agree. was the first one they cha- they kept changing it.
0: Yeah, so I you know, we'll see what happens with that, but um I mean to each of your points, I mean it's it, it's kind of something that we've just overall been talking about as far as like storytelling is concerned. Part of if you want to continue long-term storytelling, you do have to tell the stories that are directly in front of you at the at the time being mm-hmm. without short-trifting those characters and I mean, we talked about it. Something like Secret Invasion, we were able to make fun of it for six weeks. But then at the same time, it's just like, yo, what are they doing? It's almost like they wasted six weeks of yeah. their, or the wasted their time and 200 plus million dollars of their budget making mm-hmm. something yeah. that it seems like they just did not care about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it, you know, it's, it. It'll be interesting to see what twenty twenty four looks like, but the main thing about this podcast and this show mm-hmm. is that Stephanie Williams is doing great things in the world, thank and uh, no, I have no
1: concerns about the success, the future success of Stephanie Williams. <laughs> well, thank you. Exactly. I
2: really appreciate that. Well, exactly. If, uh, if the comics uh, gate folks and. In-
1: the, oh yeah. I, yeah. I i i tried to read up I cause I saw you tweeting about that and I like clicked like looked at some trends and I'm like, why am I doing this myself? I don't yeah, exist don't, in this world. <laughs> <right. And laughs>
2: even I had to be like, you know what? It's not my business. So like let me let me just get out of this. So anyway. No, I will be here yeah. telling whatever stories I can tell and we'll see. Hopefully someone's writer's room for an animated show, preferably. Um mm-hmm. uh, but we'll see. Yeah.
0: Well, Steph, I would love to thank you for your time and taking the time to join us this evening. Yeah, much appreciated. Um happy to have you. I got I got so much so much stuff. We got we got this right here. We got Strange and Unsung All-Stars. I got my Captain America, which Steph signed at Comic Con seven fifty right here. I got Nubia in the Amazons too as well. Steph is writing everything. She's doing everything out here. In I these to streets,
1: reach for the movie in the Amazon's. Yeah,
0: thank yes, you. there you go. So many, so many, so many wonderful things that we're so we're so proud of you. We're so like happy for you. And um, if there, if if there's possibly anything that I missed that I didn't plug, do you have anything else that you would like to plug?
2: Uh, oh yes, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, a uh, rock okay. and roll, the graphic novel will be out April second. Very excited about that because like I'm just Obsessed with middle grade stuff right now And stay tuned. I think I should be able to tweet About it in January But some really exciting stuff that I Got to do um, I'm just waiting for Them to like say hey you can finally Talk about it so uh, Yeah I think that's it I hope that's it
0: And where can the people
2: find you Uh, You can still find me on the app Formerly known as Twitter uh, also, Instagram and TikTok at Steph underscore I underscore Will, and I'm there. I'm there sometimes. I try not to be because it's so terrible. It's so awful. <laughs> it's so awful. Yeah. The,
0: when I was thinking about this the other day, like the the world is in such a. It's uh, yeah. It's it's in a place right now. And
1: and once again, I just because I, I saw I looked on Threads today and I looked on Blue Sky. I want to leave Twitter so badly, but they don't have the juice. What do you want? Threads is algorithm timeline no go, and the fact is, the the point I've been making about Blue Sky is there's no one on Blue Sky right now that would tweet that a stack a month is twenty six k a year, and if you don't have that type of person, it can't be Twitter. It's only, it's only smart people on there. Like I, We need some dumb people on there. I, I'll leave. If we get the dumb people on Blue Sky, I'll leave, but I can't do it now.
2: I agree, Drake. I wasted G. Willow Wilson's invite code that she sent me. I was like, thank you, Miss Willow Wilson, but I'm not going to Blue Sky. That, <laughs> sky. that is
1: an incredible name drop and I love it. I appreciate it.
2: Yeah. But I just wanted, I brought it up because like, I wanted to prove the point that yeah, like not Mm -hmm. even
0: that could make me like
1: go to blue sky.
0: No, 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 no. No. Wonderful. Wonderful stuff. Stephanie, uh, Jake, where can we find you? You can friends?
1: find me at the Jay Christie on Twitter. Listen to my other podcast, Love It for a Psych. And actually on that feed, uh, people who are tweeting at me, try to, reminding me as if I didn't already know, they just made a Monk movie on Peacock. And so okay. uh, actually later tonight, uh, so tomorrow, the same day this is coming out, uh, Andre and I's review of Mr. Monk's last case will uh, be up. Uh, and yeah, well, I'm excited to talk about that. It's been uh, many, many, many years. Uh, I was in middle school when Monk ended, so it's exciting to finally have a movie to talk about. So, yeah, tune into that.
0: Awesome stuff. Yes, yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter at Anthony Canton, underscore 3 Follow the show at, on all platforms at MC University Pod. Of course, the Patreon, like I mentioned. we got some stuff on the way there, some stuff already up there. If you want to listen to that, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Get those subscriptions up. Let's try and get to 200 at some point. I would love to see those numbers get there and of course appreciate everybody for supporting and listening in the meantime and uh, yeah we'll try and bring you something what if we'll come in early 2024 we will get to that we will review that and then echo and then get into everything else that's happening in the mcu and abroad for stephanie williams and Jake christie i'm anthony canton the third this has been marvel cinematic university and we will talk to you next time